It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. We're kicking things off today with a suggestion for what to do this weekend. That would be go fishing and take somebody with you. The reason we're saying this is because this is a free fishing weekend in numerous states around the country to include Arkansas, Michigan, Missouri, Louisiana, West Virginia, Washington, and Florida, the last one being just for freshwater fishing. If you're a Saturday listener, today is also a free fishing day in Idaho and Alabama, as well as Georgia, Tennessee, and Maryland. No license is required to go fishing. And for our coastal states, quite often you can also harvest shellfish too, which makes this the perfect weekend to introduce someone new who doesn't have a license to shell fishing or fishing or maybe get someone who hasn't purchased a license in a while back into the sport. Fishing is fun, and the more folks we can get into it, the better. This week on America Outdoors Radio, we've got another great lineup of guests for you today. In just a minute, we'll get a chance to chat with Dave Brown with Okuma Fishing about the robust line of travel rods they sell for anglers. There's not many rod companies offering these rods, but there's a real need for them, and I think you'll agree after you hear from Dave. After that, we'll get a chance to talk to Mark Lassane. He's the man behind Bass Angler Magazine, and he'll not only tell you what you'll find within the pages of this quarterly print and digital publication, but he'll also share some great advice to help you catch more bass during the month of June. With Father's Day right around the corner, we thought it'd be a great time to get Brooks Hansen with Camp Chef back on the line. He's going to tell you about three different products that not only would be great Father's Day gifts for Dad, but are also being given away in a promotional giveaway between Camp Chef and WorkSharp. And you can find out more about that and enter for a chance to win one of three prize packages at WorkSharpTools.com slash Let's BBQ. That's WorkSharpTools.com slash BBQ for that giveaway. Our final guest of the day is Hannah Pennebaker. She is a writer, videographer, and editor with Northwest Fishing, the company that produces Northwest Fishery Reports TV on Fox affiliates around the greater northwestern U.S., as well as the Real Life magazine, available for free at sporting goods licensed dealers all over Washington State. Hannah loves to catch red tail and striped perch on the coast, and she's going to break down some simple but effective strategies to help you get into surf fishing for perch up and down the Pacific coast from California through Oregon and Washington and all the way into British Columbia. Last but not least, we've got not one but two new state record catfish to tell you about in a record fish segment we'll share with you at the end of our program. Before we tell you about all this, though, let's talk fishing rods. Next up on America Outdoors Radio, we've got Dave Brown on the line. He is the marketing guru for Okuma Fishing. And if you've been out fishing very long, you know that Okuma makes some really great quality and affordable rods and reels. Dave, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. 
The topic today is travel rods, and I bring this up because I, I was just down in Mexico at Lake El Salto and had a three-piece travel rod that I brought down there that I literally broke on the first day. It was not an Okuma, though, I'm happy to say. And then I'm planning for a trip to Cabo in Mexico later this year, and I'm looking for a surf rod. And the one that kept popping up was the Voyager travel surf rod. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about this fishing rod? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, the Voyager series is new to us as of last year. There's actually several different families within the Voyager. The surf, like you mentioned, and we'll go through those in just a second. We've got the regular boat rods, which come with two different tips. So you might get like a seven-foot, medium-heavy, and a heavy. You'll get that all in one little kit, which is pretty cool. We've got uh, the freshwater rods, so your bass and trout-style rods, all in that like seven-foot, medium-light, um, light, medium-light, medium-heavy, that style thing. We've also got some uh, some kits, some light water kits, so it'd be like your telescopic type rods as well as your just multi-piece rods. But those surf rods you're talking about, those things are awesome. They uh, start at 9 foot. we got 9 foot and 10 foot. But for Cabo, it's perfect. You just walk along the beach. You put that thing together. They're all four-piece, so they collapse down nicely. And you are set to go on some big rooster fish. You're cruising along. Maybe you're on an ATV and you see some tailors out there. You can... Uh, Jump off the ATV, make that long cast, and uh, hopefully hook into a giant, giant roosterfish. Oh. But those things, are they're cool. They're four-piece. They're small. They come in the hard tube. You Perfect get, for travel. You're getting me excited already, Dave. I'll tell you what. Let's talk about the popularity of travel rods. I'll be honest, a lot of rod companies, they don't even make them. But you've got, like you said, both the telescopic rods and the multi-piece rods. And clearly, Okuma sees a need to be in this niche. Are these pretty good sellers? They do really well for us. We used to have a brand or a series called the Nomad, which was our Nomad Travel Rods. Everybody knows that lineup. We had that series for a good eight or nine years. We actually sold the Nomad name to the Nomad Bait Company, so we no longer have the Nomad Rods. We, we changed them around a little bit. So what we did this last year was we upgraded all those rods. So it's basically the same blanks, a lot of new components to them, and we slid everything into that Voyager series just excellent sellers for us. Uh, a lot of people will come to us directly knowing that we do quite a bit of travel rods. Uh, you know, some of the unique features that we do are going to be the European spigot ferrule design. Uh, we use that on all of our travel rods. That's a very long insertion that gives the rods a true one-piece feel. A lot of times you're going to have a standard tip over butt or butt into hip or, you know, just a standard type of connection that you might find on a two-piece rod. And it doesn't give your rod a true one-piece feel. But with those uh, European spigot ferrules that the Voyagers use, you got a true one-piece, full spine, feels like an incredible casting rod. Let me ask you a question here. For people yes, who are sir? trying to decide between a, a telescopic rod and a multi-piece yes. rod, what would you say to them if they're kind of hung up on don't know which one to buy? So the telescopic rod are generally going to be your lighter or ultralight actions. They do compact down very small, so you're going to have a whole kit that might be 16 inches long. Uh, they're going to be, I don't want to say fragile, but they're going to be a little bit not as stout as a multi-piece rod that's going to have full uh, spigot ferrule type designs. Your regular spigot ferrule multi-piece rod, like the surf rods happen to be four-piece. Our freshwater rods are all four- and five-piece. They're going to be a little bit more stout than that telescopic rod. The telescopic rods, how they work, are they're going to be just a little bit hollower blank, so you have a little bit more weaker points to them. Like our little telescopic rod's perfect for throwing in the backpack if you're doing some backcountry trout fishing or panfish. 
when you're getting into the heavier stuff, like maybe you're you're going up to a, a remote lake or maybe you're heading down to El Salto in Mexico and you want to throw some bass rods or a couple extra bass rods into your luggage where you don't have to use a tube, those are going to be perfect for you. They got the backbone, they got everything you need to really set the hook and drive that hook in some of those big fish. All right. Well, thank you for that primer on travel rods. I guess the last question is this. Everyone knows that the supply chain worldwide has been really screwed up the last year and a half or two. What are we looking at in terms of availability in terms of the rods that Okuma has to offer? So for rods and reels, it's getting better. It's been very, very tough. Where we would normally be a 90-day lead time from the day we place an order to the day the stuff arrives to us here in California, we're looking at about eight months right now. So we placed that order today in June. We're not getting stuff until February or March at this point. It is getting better. You know, like all manufacturers and all outdoor companies, just supplying to our retailers has been very difficult. But we are catching up. We've had a lot of shipments come in where we would normally get uh, two to three containers a month. We were getting three to four a week over the last couple of months. So our supply itself has really been stocking up. And I'm looking out my window here into the warehouse and uh, racks are full, which is great. So stuff's arriving and it's getting out there, which is good to see. The port of Long Beach out here, we're in Southern California. So the port of Long Beach is still very backed up. Uh, you just don't see the ships out front anymore. So they move those far offshore. I think they've got to be at least 60 miles offshore or south of the border. So if you look off the coast here, you don't see all the ships, but they're still backed up out there. But stuff is arriving and goods are flowing. Well, it's good to hear things are getting better. And folks, if you are hitting the road or getting in an airplane and going to a place where you want to go fishing, well, take a travel rod with you. And as you just heard, a travel rod from Okuma would be a very good bet. You can find out more by going to their website at okumafishingusa.com or just look for Okuma Rods and Reels and quality sporting goods stores near you. Dave, always a pleasure to have you on America Outdoors Radio. I appreciate your time. Thank you. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstances, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the darkest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true. To provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities, Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. That's huntofalifetime.org. Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. 
Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting goods stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. You know, we told you last week about a giveaway that Camp Chef and WorkSharp, two of our great friends, are doing together. They are actually giving away three prize packages that include products from both companies. And we're going to talk about that in more detail today with our friend Brooks Hansen. He is the public relations manager for Camp Chef. Brooks, it's great to have you back on the air. John, it's good to be here. I love any time I get an opportunity to come on and talk to you and talk about the, the joys of cooking. Well, you do it so well, and this is really going to be a great opportunity for three different people here because there's three different prize packages we're giving away, and I want to talk about the different prizes that Camp Chef is a part of here. So the first prize package worth $140 is being given away. Well, and folks, before we go there, let me tell you how to enter for this. Let's back up a little bit here. You want to go to a certain website. And the website's very simple, worksharptools.com slash let's barbecue. That's worksharptools.com slash let's BBQ. When you get there, you'll find a very easy entry form. Winner's going to be announced July 6th. And again, there's three price packages, and we're going to talk through them now. So the first price package is worth $140. It's a WorkSharp ceramic honing rod, great for sharpening those kitchen knives and it's also includes a camp chef six piece cast iron set now everyone talks a lot about cast iron over the campfire but let's face it a lot of folks when they're out there camping they've got their old beat up don't use it in the kitchen anymore pots and pans why is it better to use cast iron than those old hand-me-downs i just think durability is what really plays a, a big role especially when you're outdoors you're not worried about things getting broken. I mean, I guess if you really wanted to, you could break cast iron, but you're going to have to try a lot harder than the <laughs> hand-me-down pot pan. So I think durability, and then, uh, I mean, that's how our ancestors cooked. I mean, that's from the beginning of time, right? When they first started cooking, it was on iron. And so I think uh, you want to have that mentality. And when you're outdoors, you want to live in all that. So uh, those are two key components. And also, uh, food just tastes better when you're camping and when you're outdoors when you're cooking over a fire. Oh, yeah. Cast iron is the way to do it. Let's talk a little bit about what's in this six-piece cast iron set. So the, the six-piece cast iron set comes with a 12-inch skillet and lid. It also comes with the uh, skilleted upside-down lid, so you can cook in that as well. It comes with a pot, and it's got a trivet as well. So the cast iron trivet is what your pot can sit on, so you can throw some charcoal or wood chunks underneath it just to get it up off the ground little airflow so it doesn't suffocate the fire or the flame or the briquettes on the under half. Um, it works well when you've got a pot with no legs. Also, they set in the fire real easy so you can get your food up out of the ashes. So, uh, yeah, and it's a true season set, meaning you purchase this, you open the box, you're ready to cook. You could buy it on your way to the campground, open it up at camp, and immediately start cooking. All right. Well, that sounds fantastic. By the way, folks, even if you don't win any of these prizes, 
These are all some great ideas for Father's Day, which is coming up next week, by the way. So if you want to be a big hit with Dad and he likes to cook outdoors, these are some great gifts here. Now, the next prize pack is worth $200, and it includes a WorkSharp pull-through sharpener. Uh, these are, are great handheld sharpeners that you're going to love. But it also includes the Camp Chef Rainier two-burner combo. Now, this is one that I have. The one I have is actually about 10 years old. And this new one looks uh, a lot different. Why don't you tell our listeners about some of the changes with this two-burner stove? Yeah, in uh, the late fall 2019, leading into the year 2020, we redesigned the Rainier stove, which is a suitcase-style stove, really popular stove, 8,000 BTU burner on one side and a 13,000 BTU tube burner on the other side. And that tube burner has a grill or a griddle that goes over the top. That's why it's the combo. If you want to do pancakes in the morning and then grill chicken and hot dogs or burgers in the evening, you, you've got the little uh, Teflon-coated uh, grill and griddle that sits over the top of that burner. Really nice, compact, super popular car camping style stove that runs on a one-pound uh, propane tank, um, adjustable heat flame, built-in igniter. It's a, it's a super cool little stove. And like I said, it went through some cosmetic upgrades back in the fall of 2019 for a 2020 launch. Well, it looks great. I love the griddle feature. This thing screams breakfast to me all day. Basically, I have coffee on one burner. And again, you know, your eggs and your bacon or your sausage on the other side. And oh, you're going to be eating like a king at the campground. That's for sure. All right. The big prize package worth $700. This includes a professional electric kitchen knife sharpener from uh, WorkSharp. And I've got one of these. And folks, I can tell you, they really work great for sharpening uh, your knives in the kitchen. It is an electric knife sharpener. You're going to love it. What you're going to love for the back patio, though, is the Camp Chef Deluxe Pellet Grill. And, you know, pellet grills are all the rage these days. Why is that, do you think? Well, I just think it's the ease of use. You get a smoker and you get a grill. You can do so many different things in it. And the whole set it and forget it, there's, there's less babysitting, although you're still going to keep an eye on it. And our DLX model, the Deluxe model, was one of the very first models that we built about 10 years ago. And it's been a staple in our product line. It's a great pellet grill. It doesn't have every bell and whistle that our high-end models have, but it's got quite a few. And it's awesome. It's just a super easy product to use. And more and more people are catching on the ease of use of pellet grills. And it produces such great food because your heat source is wood. You're getting the ease of not having to babysit, but you're getting the benefit of flavor from, you know, wood-fired cooking. Why don't you explain again about the fact you don't have to babysit what's cooking in this grill? So the pellet grill has a hopper that you put the food-grade pellets in. Camp Chef pellets are no additives, 100% all-natural hardwoods. And there's an auger in there, and the auger feeds a fire pot. The fire pot and fan will light the fire with a hot rod, and then the hot rod stops, and then the fan keeps the fire going. There's a temperature probe inside the oven style or the, the grill part of the grill that relays to the auger on how often to send pellets into the fire to keep it to temp. And so it's electric. You plug it in, you dump the pellets, then you set the temperature, and that's going to regulate the heat for your internal temp on your oven. Great grilling made easy by Camp Chef. So now you know what the prizes are, and it's so easy to enter. Again, just go to 
WorksharpTools.com slash Let's BBQ. The website again, WorksharpTools.com slash BBQ. Go ahead and fill out the very simple and short entry form and enter today. The winners for the three prize packages will be announced July 6th, and with any luck, you will be one of them. But even if you're not, or if you don't want to wait, like I said, all of these items we talked about today whether it be the Rainier 2X Combo or the cast iron set or this wonderful pellet grill, these would be fantastic Father's Day's gifts. So head on down to a quality sporting goods store near you. All of the major sporting goods chain stores do carry Camp Chef products. There's a lot of other stores that carry Camp Chef too. And you can always shop online anytime at CampChef.com. That's CampChef.com. Brooks, thanks for sharing this with us today, and happy Father's Day from all of us at America Outdoors Radio. Same to you, John. Thanks a bunch for having me on, and hey, let's have a great summer. And remember, we got to cook outside, get outdoors, and enjoy good food in the backcountry. adventure seekers, hunters, and foodies. No matter the lifestyle, we can all agree on one thing. Great food and great people are worth remembering. At Camp Chef, we don't just make grills. We create each product knowing that a warm meal is always better when it's shared with those we love. Learn more about Camp Chef grills, smokers, and portable cooking equipment at CampChef.com. That's CampChef.com for a better way to cook outdoors. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. Our next stop is Dixon, California. That's where we get to talk to Mark Lassane. He's the man behind Bass Angler Magazine, a quarterly print and digital publication covering the world of bass fishing. You can find out more about that and subscribe at BassAnglerMag.com. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad I got the pleasure to meet you during that Apex Pro Tour event, the Spartan 580, that took place on the Columbia River last month. And I want to find out a little bit more about Bass Angler Magazine. Why don't you tell me and our listeners about what we'll find in the pages of the magazine? We're a quarterly how-to bass fishing publication. And, you know, just like uh, you probably wouldn't ask your neighbor about your car, you would ask a mechanic to try to, you know, give you the correct advice. And our MO is we interview the top anglers, kind of find out what they're good at, and work with them on stories of how to help you catch more and bigger bass. So in the 
content that we have is things that you don't find anywhere else because everything is designed for the magazine, for the reader to open up the magazine, get content, get a, a quick how-to about how to catch more bass. You know, I'll just take example in the summer issue. We have, uh, I did one called Looking and Learning, where I compare underwater video with depth finders and kind of how those correlate and then different ways to catch fish with those. We work with John Murray with spooning, Jay Yellis, how to catch bass on bluebird days, summertime smallies with Brandon Lester, Brandon Polnick, summer plastics, finding and fishing schooling fish during the summer. You know, and every issue has these specific stories that will really help you catch more fish that you won't find anywhere else. You don't find them on YouTube. You don't find them on the internet. You know, we tailor these so you can sit down, maybe sit down with a bowl of cereal, read a story, and learn something right there. Oh, I absolutely love this. I think uh, all of us that are aspiring to be better bass anglers are going to definitely find something to like in Bass Angler Magazine based on what you just told us. Now, let's change topics a little bit. You're fishing the Apex Pro Tour. This is an invitation-only bass tournament trail that is part of the Wild West Bass Trail. That means you're fishing a lot of western states, a lot of western waters. And here's your question. What has been your favorite fishery you've been able to fish one of these tournaments in during recent years, and why? You know, unfortunately, it's about a 13-hour drive for me, but it's up where you live. Up Columbia River is just an amazing fishery. Last year, I had a top 10 in the Wild West Pro-Am. You know, I ran and had to lock through uh, into the Umatilla Pool, I believe it is, right. where I caught big giant smallmouth on top water and you know guys say well you can't win if you lock through but but i'm going to tell you that i had the bites to win that tournament i just didn't hook them up you know i had five and six pound smallmouth coming up blow up on my top water and you know that pool is so cool you know we were there a couple weeks ago and even with the water at 52 degrees i had some really good top water bites you know i caught a lot of fish there you know, I don't know which pool is my favorite. You know, we went to the the Celio pool. The, yeah, the Celilo pool and the, then the Dallas pool. pool. And, yeah, they're all good. They're all good. But let, let me ask you another question, because when I think California, I think big bass. And I know that Lake Havasu's really come on as fishery, too. What, what's your favorite big bass lake when it comes to largemouth bass? I'm going to have to say Clear Lake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Clear Lake, Clear Lake is the one. I went there uh, 10 days ago, and we caught 30 bass, and our biggest five was about uh, 22 pounds. And, you know, we really didn't catch many fish under three pounds. Most of them were three and four pounds. You know, we caught a couple fives. You know, just really a, a fun fishery. And we kind of went there just to go have fun and catch fish. And, you know, we ended up catching really good quality. But you can, you know, throw big giant baits there and you can target big giant fish if you want to. So that's probably my favorite big bass fishery. You know, I fish the Delta a lot. You know, and there's a lot of big bass in the Delta, but, you know, not quite like Clear Lake. Yep. It's got the reputation of being the place to go for the big ones. That's for sure. All right. Next question here. It's the month of June. We're pretty much talking post-spawn bass. So those largemouth bass, those smallmouth bass, are moving off their shallow spawning beds. Where are they going now? Either they're going to work towards grass, if there's grass in the lake, or they're going to migrate out and move a little deeper. You know, but in the interim, you know, most of those fish 
suspend. It's kind of like, you know, if you went on like a five mile run and at the end of the run, you kind of just need to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you know, you're not headed down to the steakhouse. You're just kind of just let me relax a little bit, maybe have a little snack. So that's, you know, that's my take is these fish kind of go out and relax. And a good way to catch those fish is on top water. You know, I have a few top water baits that I really like. The River to Sea Bubble Walker is really a cool bait, and that's the one I usually catch smallmouth on. I caught a smallmouth a couple weeks ago on that. Uh, Whopper Plopper, you know, and also a, a Spook. So those are probably my three favorite baits, you know, for the post-spawn. And, you know, these fish that go out suspend, when you're throwing top water, you kind of never know what you're going to get. You may get like a little six-incher come up and blow up on your bait. Right. And the next one may be a six-pounder. So it's really cool that those, you know, those big fish go out and suspend and, uh, and you can catch them that way. One thing when you are fishing post-spawn fish, uh, before they move out into the depths, you know, some of them stay shallow, some of them move real deep. But shade lines are key. You know, I can imagine the Columbia River, you have so many big giant rocks and rivers and things where there's a lot of shade lines. And that's how I caught them in the Salilo Pool. But they'll go out in the shade lines and kind of hang out there and suspend under those when, you know, you can catch topwater fish under a shade line. Even if it's, you know, 50 or 60 feet deep, those fish will be up and come up and hit topwater. Interesting. So topwater traditionally early morning evening offering do you fish it even in the middle of the day if the water's flat calm or just a little choppy you know there's different instances where you fish it now we talked about shade lines there's also grass if there's grass or some sort of cover where a fish can suspend underneath it then i will throw it and then lastly there's bait now generally you know shad spawn is in the morning and the fish will you know you catch the, the top water fish during the shad spawn but there's times when you know, throughout the summer and into the fall where there'll be schools of shad offshore and you'll find fish in those schools of shad where topwater is really a fun way to catch them. We have a lake here called Lake Berryessa, which I fish quite often. And schools of shad go out and roam. You know, they'll be out uh, 100 yards off the bank and all of a sudden you look off to your left and fish will be blowing up out there. And then you kind of go out there and wait for them. You know, it's kind of like hunting. You have to wait for them and then throw the bait right on top of where they blow up and you'll get these big fish come out, and you know, spotted bass usually come out and uh, and bit, bite top water anytime during the day. You're making June bass fishing sound like all sorts of fun because I think all of us agree that topwater fishing is the most exciting fishing there is as long as you can resist that impulse to set the hook when you see them boil up before they actually take it. Exactly. If, if folks want to subscribe to Bass Angler Magazine, what do they need to do? Just go to BassAnglerMag.com, click on the subscribe button, and you're right there. So, uh, you know, what we do is when they subscribe, about oh, once a month or so, we run what's called a gap list. And we'll take everybody that signed up, you know, in between when we mail the issues and we'll mail them the current issues so they don't have to wait three months. Because we're a quarterly magazine. We come out spring, summer, winter, and fall, you know, right before each season comes out. So basically you'll have no information to catch those fish right before that season comes.
Alright, the website to go to again, folks, BassAnglerMag.com. That's BassAnglerMag.com to subscribe to Bass Angler Magazine, become a better bass angler, and if you are interested in participating in what's rapidly becoming the premier West Coast Bass Tournament Trail, check out the Wild West Bass Trail, and you'll find their website at WildWestBassTrail.com. Mark, good luck in the next tournament. Thanks for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. All right, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Sticking with fishing, I'd like to remind you that Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska still has openings. If you want to go fishing July 5th through the 9th, you can do so. They've got six openings. That's a whole boat plus two additional openings. If you want to find out more, go to sportsmanscovelodge.com. You're going to love this experience. If you're into fishing, if you're into getting spoiled, if you're into enjoying wonderful customer service, if you're into eating fantastic food and seeing all sorts of wildlife this trip is for you go to alaskasbestlodge.com that's the website for sportsman's cove lodge alaskasbestlodge.com and ask about the july 5th through 9th trip to sportsman's cove lodge Explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Why book at Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Why is Alaska like no other place on earth? It hasn't changed in thousands of years. From the way you get here on a float plane to the way you go out with the guides and the boats, it's just a professional experience. And I said, this is as good as it gets. I said, if you can't catch fish here, you can't catch fish anywhere. Your experience with us will leave you speechless. Book now at alaskasbestlodge.com. country hunters and anglers. You may have heard of us, but what are we about? BHA is the voice for your wild public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to boots on the ground projects like public land cleanups, we work across North America to uphold the legacy of our public lands and waters, as well as your opportunity to hunt, fish, and recreate on them. Stand up for public lands and waters and become a BHA member today. Visit backcountryhunters.org. Remember the last time you went to MyPillow.com and you saved big? Well, now you can save even bigger. At MyPillow.com, Mike Lindell is in the middle of a BOGO extravaganza. That's buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. Now think about that for a minute. Premium MyPillows, buy one, get one free. Giza Elegance MyPillows, buy one, get one free. Sheets, buy one, get one free. Waffle Blankets. Who doesn't like waffles? Buy one, get one free. Beach towels. Perfect timing to buy one, get one free. Couch pillows. Not to be confused with couch potatoes. Couch pillows. Buy one, get one free. Woven throw blankets. Who doesn't like to throw a blanket? Buy one, get one free. Right now at MyPillow.com. And please use promo code KEN. Buy one, get one free. 
Check it out at MyPillow.com, promo code KEN. Next on America Outdoors Radio, let me introduce you to Hannah Pennebaker. She is a videographer and writer for Northwest Fishing. And Northwest Fishing is also known as Northwest Fishing Reports and now Northwest Fishing Reports TV. They've got a television show that is on Fox affiliates all over the greater Northwest. They have a website, nwfrtv.com, that's got articles. And speaking of articles, they also publish the Real Life magazine that is found in licensed dealers all across Washington State. It costs absolutely nothing to pick up a copy and read it. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Always glad to be here. So today I want to talk about surf perch fishing. It's something you like to do is head to the coast and cast for those red tail surf perch. I had no idea that they were so widely distributed that they're found all the way from the coast of central California all the way up into BC. Tell us a little bit more about these fish. Well, red-tailed surf perch are really fun to fight. They live in the surf, so they're really aggressive biters, and they're really scrappy fighters. They're definitely one of my favorite fish to fish for here in the Northwest. If you ever do razor clamming, razor clamming is a great time to strap on those waders and get a pole and cast out for surf perch. Let's talk about how big these surf perch are. I think they pretty much run the same size all up and down the coast. What's an average one, and what's considered a big one? Average size, depending on the beach, is about 9 to 10 inches, but you can definitely get some whoppers out there from anywhere from like 16 to 20 inches. And the bigger they are, the more meat they have on them and the better they fight. They taste really good. You'll never have a better fish taco. I was going to ask about the table fare. I'm glad you covered that. So let's break down how to actually fish for these. We'll start off with rod, reel, and line. What do you like to use? Well, there's two schools of thought when it comes to surf perch fishing. The old school of thought was that you would use what's called telephone pole reels and rods, which are, you know, 10 to 12 foot surf poles, really heavy. You cast five to six ounces of weight into the surf. And then there's sort of a second school of thought that's emerging where you use salmon steelhead rods, anywhere from eight to 10 feet, medium action, and you cast one to two ounces of weight. Now, I tend to prefer the latter option because it allows you to be more mobile. It really doesn't tire you out as much. I find that surf perch are constantly moving around in the surf, and being able to be light and mobile on your feet really allows you to target these moving schools. What pound test line do you like to use? I usually use anywhere from about 8 to 12. Surf perch are pretty good fighters, and they do have pretty sharp teeth, so you want to make sure you use a nice, robust uh, leader for them. And I tend to use Berkeley gulp minnows because they stay on the hook really well, and they have a really good scent distribution in the water. But razor clam necks and shrimp also work really well. There's some other Berkeley Gulp products that are out there, too. Uh, I've seen sandworms before. Are those any good? Yeah, Berkeley Gulp sandworms are actually what I use. Yeah, we use the we use the camo ones and we use the red ones, the natural ones. Any of them are just really good surf perch bait. Like I said, they're tough. They stay on the hook super well. Well, let's talk about how to set up your rod and reel for this in terms of the actual weight and the hook and the leader. Yeah, so you want to use what's called a high-low rig, or you can also use a crappie rig, which is pre-made. You can find them at most stores in the area. But I tend to prefer to tie my own hooks. I usually use about a six-foot-long leader with a bait a little bit higher than the weight, about six inches from the bottom, and then use another bait about maybe a foot from the bottom. That way it kind of allows you to spread your presentation through the water. And then I use about a two- to three-ounce weight, depending on how heavy the surf is that day. And then I use a swivel, and I usually tie it to braid because braid is more sensitive for my main line. 
Gotcha. And as for the weight itself, are we talking about a pyramid sinker here or something else? I usually actually like to use what's called a bank sinker because they kind of dig into the sand. But yeah, pyramid sinkers, whatever you can get your hands on, that's two to three ounces of weight usually works pretty well. They make what's called coin weights that will settle and kind of dig into that surf, stay in place. And they also make a really interesting weight called a Sputnik weight, which really digs into that surface. They have kind of four legs sticking out of them. They look really interesting. So anything that'll really help your bait stay in that one place, you want to generally slowly reel in, because like I said, those surf perch move throughout the the surf. So you want to kind of slowly reel in and really locate that school until you key in on them. Well, let's talk about, you know, I mean, it's a big ocean. We're talking big beaches here. How do you figure out where the schools of the surf perch are? Yeah, good question. So generally when you get to the beach, you kind of want to drive around until you see really good surf perch water. Now, you can find what's called crests and troughs in the wake in the surf. You want to generally kind of find where the holes are in the surf. You can usually look to where the surf kind of breaks early. You can look for any sort of pattern breaking up in the waves. You can look for waves breaking early or waves breaking later than the others. Let me ask you another question, Hannah. You know, a a lot of our coastlines have harbors, and those harbors have jetties. And I know that you know, when you're jetty fishing, you're usually going after like rockfish or sea bass or lingcod. But to the surf perch, are they found on the beaches near these jetties too? Are those good places to go for them? Oh, jetties are definitely a great, a great spot to find surf perch. Just like any fish, these fish do hold the structure. So the Westport jetty, um, any Oregon jetty, Iwako jetty, you can cast towards the riverside. And you can usually catch pretty big, nice surf perch. And you also might find what's called striped perch. They're a close relative of the red-tailed surf perch. They almost look like a tropical fish. They're just beautiful, and they eat almost as well, if not better, than red-tailed cousins. Oh, interesting. And same size, bigger or smaller? About the same size, and they're just great fighters as well. Well, I know I've seen some anglers out there with surf perch that have weighed up to two pounds. So they're not all nine and ten inches, folks. And they do have a great reputation for being very good table fare, especially fish tacos, like Hannah said. Hannah, you've got some articles out there where folks can find out more, don't you? I do. So, yeah, if you'd like to learn more about surf perch fishing, we do have a couple episodes out there that will teach you everything you need to know about it. And then we have some articles in Northwest Real Life. One thing I would like to touch on is safety. Surf perch fishing can be a little dangerous because you're kind of at the mercy of the waves out there and the weather. So it's a really, really good idea to wear a life jacket, wear a whistle, go with a friend, and never turn your back on the ocean. Fantastic advice as we leave this segment. Again, folks, uh, be safe out there, but have fun. Catch some of those red tail and striped perch off the Pacific coastline from California through Oregon and Washington all the way into British Columbia. If you want to find out more, go to nwfrtv.com or pick up a copy of the Real Life magazine. Uh, This topic is covered from time to time by Hannah in those pages. Hannah, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Thanks for having me, John. This portion of the show is brought to you by Henry Repeating Arms, and I've got a great idea for a Father's Day gift, a Golden Boy Lever Action Rifle. They're on sale through Father's Day at your local Cabela's store for only $529. This 22 caliber, gorgeous lever action rifle is made in America, and it looks like it came right out of an Old West movie set, but 
It not only looks good, it also shoots straight, it's reliable, and comes with a lifetime satisfaction guarantee. You can find out more about the Henry Golden Boy Rifle at HenryUSA.com, and be sure to ask for your free decals and catalog while you're there, and then head to a Cabela's near you and buy a Golden Boy for Father's Day. Your dad is going to love you for it. Our final segment of the show today is one of my favorites, and it involves not one, but two record fish. It's record fish time. Have you ever heard the phrase, it's time to fish or cut bait? Well, Lloyd Tanner was doing both on May 29th, fishing the St. Joe River in Berrien County, Michigan. Tanner is actually a Hoosier from Indiana, but says he's been fishing Michigan for almost 30 years, and what draws him there is the fishing for big catfish. Tanner found a big one all right, a flathead catfish measuring four feet long and weighing in at 53.53 pounds. Tanner's catfish beat the previous state record set in 2014 by over a pound. Our thanks to the Michigan Department of Natural Resources for sharing this story with us. By the way, that's not the only record catfish caught during the month of May. From Syracuse.com, we learned Bailey Williams of Watertown, New York, was fishing out of his kayak on May 8th at the Black River Marsh in Dexter when he hooked into the fish of a lifetime. This is a place Williams likes to go for big catfish, and he was fishing with a friend having a great evening of catching catfish up to 28 pounds. Around 8.30 p.m. on this breezy evening, they decided to wrap things up, and that's when the monster bit. The channel cat was so big it nearly capsized Williams' kayak when he got it to the boat. Williams managed to control the fish, though, and got it to shore. Now, it being a Sunday night, there was no way they could get the fish in front of a conservation officer for an official weigh-in to see if it was a record like Williams thought it was. So, Williams improvised filling his kayak with water, and taking it to a certified scale the next day where the 35-pound, 9-ounce catfish was pronounced the new New York State record. Congratulations on your new record. It's time to go, but... Here's hoping that you get into some big fish, too, the next time you're on the water, and that you're both blessed and healthy in the days ahead. And until we can join each other again next weekend for another edition of America Outdoors Radio. 